Hey, do you love a good story? Great. Then you got to check out the Hashtag Storytime podcast. Each episode brings you the craziest, creepiest, and cringiest stories from YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, and beyond. My story is about the time that I was broken up with at the 9-11 memorial uh, twice. Look, the internet is a dumpster full of stories. And I, your host, Will McFadden, dive in headfirst, sift through the flaming trash, and bring you nothing but treasures. Listen to all 21 episodes of Hashtag Storytime now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's quite weird doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to um, Real Talk again. This is episode seven, I think. Um, basically, today we're just going to be talking about um, what's going on in the world because it's a weird time. Uh, probably um, seen it everywhere. It's the, the coronavirus. We're in the middle of that at the minute. Um and just thought it'd be interesting to have a chat um, with our friend uh, Megan, who has been living in China for a while, um, the epicenter of uh, where this whole thing started. Um, and then obviously I live in Vietnam and then Jack lives in the UK. Um, so just talking a bit about um, some of the effects that we've seen different parts of the world, what's going on and a few different takes on it. Um, thought it'd be interesting. So um our guest is Megan. Hello, Megan. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. And you? Yes, very good. So basically, Megan, good. so you've been where, where in China do you live? Uh, I live in Ningbo. Um, so it's uh, in the Zhejiang province, which is like one of the, um, I think it's the third most infected area in China. So that's where I've been living. <laughs> Ah, so uh, could you yeah, tell us a bit I'm about like what so what were you doing in there originally, like pre sort of pre-corona, what have you been doing and what's it been like and how's the um how's the experience been so far? So um I've been teaching here, so I'm an ESL teacher for EF. Uh, I've been here seven months. So before the coronavirus, I was literally living my best life, going out, partying like every week. Um and yeah, it was it was everything was just really good, like um in terms of like getting around on my e-bike and and things like that like I have a little motorcycle thing so I was just going around traveling around China um yeah so I've just been kind of traveling around seeing you know been to Shanghai and a few places like that um and partying a bit too hard and then the coronavirus came and everything stopped so what's an e-bike I don't know what an e-bike yeah, is that's what I've been up to really what's an, an e-bike e it's an electric motorbike Every, everyone has them. Everyone has them. It's like an electric motorbike. Literally everybody has them uh, in China. Nobody drives cars here. It's just everyone's on the e-bikes riding around. Like, not e do, do they go anything, just as fast, so. fast as normal bikes then? Yeah. yeah, 60 miles an hour mine goes. Impressive. So, <laughs> get my little dog on it and I go off. Go off it with my dog on my bike. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So, oh, you just, yeah, you just got a dog, right? Yeah, I just got her a couple of days ago. So I got my little puppy a couple of days ago to keep me entertained. And um, seeing as I'm not leaving my place really that much. So yeah, I just bought a dog, in, you know, as you do. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what, so how did the, the situation start to progress there? Like, because when, when did this, was it in January when, when it started to first sort of um, make a bit of a difference in China? Uh, so I remember, I, I think it was January, yeah, so basically like um, we were in class, like we were teaching or whatever, 
And they started to be like weird, just like word of mouth around that there was like this virus thing that people were getting. And it started off like literally like 20, 25 people have got it in Ningbo. Um, and the school were like warning us about it because Spring Festival was coming up. And I was traveling to Shanghai and I was going to party with there with some friends and meet a friend from home and things. Um, and then and we got it literally within a week, like the numbers just spiked. Uh, and then Spring Festival started. So obviously there's migration in China during this point. So people are traveling home um, and traveling to places. So you can imagine like this virus that is, um, I think it's airborne or something or you know, if you if you touch a surface and then touch your mouth, you get it. Um, it just kind of it just exploded like, like within um, a week during Spring Festival. Um, and then yeah, and then within a matter of weeks, it was kind of Ningbo where I was living. Uh, there was like hundreds and hundreds of cases here. Uh, they locked down the whole city. Uh, shut down the airport, shut down the trains, locked us into our apartments. I actually got stuck in Linkai, which is another city. Um, so I travelled to see a friend there and then I couldn't get back because they locked us, they quarantined us uh, in that apartment there. So I couldn't actually get back to my place for three weeks. And then when I got here, I got quarantined here as well. So, so yeah, it was crazy. It was just people... Um, it, it, even was like you know the elevator buttons rather than using your fingers they give you toothpicks to like press a button and you're like going like you have to get everything delivered um to your apartment complex and they won't deliver it to your door you have to go outside of the gate sharing car that you do last 16 17 days or whatever uh and yeah and i actually was in hospital as well um, which is another story uh, during the corona, and that was really, uh, really messed up. Um, the hospitals were like nothing I've ever seen before. Do you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. it's, it was crazy. So, so well, yeah, that's just, it kind of was a matter of weeks and just it just exploded really. So uh, how is it um, like affecting your day-to-day -day life? Like it sounds like it's um, pretty scary. Uh, well, I'm not scared of anything, honestly. Like, I'm really don't. I'm really never been scared of anything in my life. So this coronavirus isn't really scary to me at all. It's just one of those things to me. People have been kind of blowing it out of um, perspective. Any sort of rational mind of person um, knows that it's it's just like for me. If I get it, it's like a cold. Like it would be like a really bad cold. That's sort of the symptoms uh, and a fever. So like. It's not like it's not going to kill me if I if I get it or if I got it and and yeah like I'm not I'm not scared of it. In terms of my daily life, like these past this past month or so, um, the company has changed to online teaching, so we're not allowed to go into school because all the schools have closed down for a month now. So obviously that's changed. My schedule has changed. Um, I'm online teaching now, which I never thought I'd be doing. Um, I have to wear a mask every day. I hand sanitize my hands like three or four times a day. Um, just like, just I'm just doing like, I don't know. You just kind of get into a routine of like um, washing your hands a bit more and like hand sanitizing. I carry around like this little. Um, 
hand size thing for when touching stuff. Uh, and yeah, it just it just it's just slowing everything down. Like it's you can't go out for dinner or like do anything. You know, go for drinks with your friends because you're not allowed to sleep. Well, before we wasn't allowed to leave our apartment. So, um, yeah. But I've watched loads of MasterChef and stuff like that. So <laughs> you know, I've learned. I've learned. I've like you know watched like six seasons of MasterChef and uh, been binging Netflix and stuff it's just kind of like being back at uni except like you can't actually do anything you just kind of have to lay in bed and like wait until the Chinese government say like oh you can go outside and breathe now sort of things so yeah I'm gonna say uh here in the UK at the minute our university has just started well just announced that it's gonna move to online teaching um as a mm. whole um most of the students aren't really um too concerned about it they're just like you um in terms of like mm-hmm. they know that we're like we're young we're healthy uh that but they're still spreading mm-hmm. quite a lot um people mm-hmm. on the, the older people so i had an interesting conversation the other day um i was going home mm-hmm. for the weekend and i was in a taxi and um as as anything as any like normal topic conversation now is obviously this so the taxi driver talks to me <laughs> and uh, about coronavirus and he was te- well he was really scared to be honest and I was trying to like basically persuade him it was kind of um, a bit delusional I think I think the news um, is just fear-mongering in the UK at the minute it's just all coronavirus um, and he was telling me that he is quitting his job for a month um, he's not gonna pay his mortgage for a month he's just been to Costco and spent like half a thousand five hundred pound on shopping just on uh, shit roll. And it basically was like, yeah. And he basically, uh, he basically thought it was going to be the end of the world. Um, and he was preparing for doomsday. Um, but I was just trying to explain to him that it's not going to be that bad. But it just, it was just too deluded to, uh, to listen to me. But maybe I'm being a bit naive, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand yeah, the obsession with the toilet roll. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, that. what is it? hand sanitizer? That. That's gonna help, not toilet roll. Yeah, it's not like, contracted I guess, can by wiping your ass. You can use toilet roll in China, like they literally just go. Yeah, no, that's not how you get it. I think the problem will be in the UK is like actually uh, they're not as disciplined as Chinese people. Do you know what I mean? So like, like the thing is, you know, because it's like a communist state here and things like that. When the government says something's going to happen, it happens whether the people like it or not. Do you know what I mean? You don't have a choice here. Um, like, if, if when they tell us you're not leaving your apartment, you can't leave. Uh, sorry, we were only allowed to leave once every two days to go grocery shopping, and then you had to come back that afternoon. So that was like, I could leave once every two days, and I had to sign a little card to say I was going to get food and then come back. Um, that would just not happen in the UK. Like, our government is just not... They, they just don't have the discipline to do it and they would they'd be too like um in terms of like the financial market and things there's just no way for the loss of money i think whereas china have kind of put people's health first here said like closing schools closing city down airplanes where i'm living which was one of the most infected areas there's no new cases here at all as of today like there is no new cases um, in Ningbo. And I think in Wuhan now, according to Chinese reports, so don't quote me on this, um, there's like 15 new cases or something, like the 15,000 that it was 
two or three weeks ago. So they have really kind of um, nipped it in the bud here pretty well. I think they've done a really good job of controlling it. Uh, so I think the thing that people in the UK need to be the most scared about really is themselves like just not being disciplined enough. Do you know what I mean? I think that's that's the problem is like, I think people just need to be a bit more disciplined um, and just wash their hands more, wash your hands and don't sneeze on people and like wear the mask because if you sneeze, the mask stops it from spraying out onto somebody. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole, that's the whole point of it is like if someone coughs and the air particles are like coming out of their mouth and like all the saliva and stuff, it's not going to come onto you. It's going to go into the mask and keep it there. Like, so, so do wear masks is another really big, uh, another really big thing as well. I think China's done massively well by the looks of it. I, I, I have a lot of um, mm -hmm. uh, students on, like, I tutor a lot of people online from China, like, or from all different regions, and everyone who I've spoken to, it's been the same thing this past week. It's just very, very positive. Negative in terms of, like, mm -hmm. some people are a bit fed up and a bit like, oh, I've been inside for a long time, but also <laughs> very positive in the sense that, like, yeah. it seems like the cases are reducing, like, things are getting back to normal, people are going back to work. And in Vietnam, where I am... Uh, mm -hmm. There's only been uh, 50, I think 52 or 53 total cases at all. And we obviously share That's like crazy. a very big border. I'm quite close to Nanning in southern China. And we share like mm. a massive border with, uh, mm -hmm. with China. But the government's just been really strict and like um, very well prepared and organized. And the Vietnamese people have been doing a really good job. Mm. There's been no, zero deaths, um, about 50, mm. you know, less than 60 cases. And I think today there were no new cases um so it's just really well handled mm. so i'm, I'm re i really like being like if i was just gonna be stuck anywhere at this moment where everything's going a bit mental i'm very happy where i am mm. another reason is we don't have any toilet roll yeah. we use the, the bidet which is brilliant <laughs> i absolutely love the bidet because yeah. no, i don't have to worry about buying top shit roll do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's funny yeah mm, it's the same here it's the exact same here except i do still buy toilet roll like oh you do yeah. oh i just i just um, uh, drip yeah. dry yeah i always i love i love <laughs> probably not the most sanitary i can't i can't not use toilet roll <laughs> it is yeah. what it is you're in asia it doesn't matter really does it it's true Anything goes. <laughs> but uh but yeah there's uh there's the taxis and trains and everything are opening back up now um so in terms of like what you were saying everything is really positive in terms of like no new cases and everything's getting back to normal now but um the issue is now um with the border control so um for example teachers who are returning so i was just saying to you earlier um my friend came back from thailand yesterday and she has now been quarantined by the government in her apartment for 14 days so she can't leave a nurse goes to check her temperature every two days and she has a sensor on her door um, that like alerts the security to tell them if she's leaving, if she's decided to like try and escape or whatever. So they've been really strict with uh, people who are returning from other countries now. And um, if you, so we have this thing on our phones, uh, we, everything is done through Alipay here, which is like a finance app. So it's kind of just, just like Apple Pay, but the Chinese version. Um, and you have a code, a health code on it that lets you, travel around so if your health code is green then you can leave your apartment you can do you know you're free to do whatever if it's yellow you're not allowed to like get in a taxi without telling them uh, booking it 
advance you can't get on trains and things like that. if it's red you have to be like put in a hospital um and kept there for 15 days like you're not allowed to actually like live in your own place or live in a hotel or anything like that but the, the government just takes you away uh so so yeah things have changed in terms of like who they're letting in and who who they're letting out i was meant to return home in may for a little trip home and see my family but i've had to cancel that because um, my director has said to me that if I leave to the UK, then um, the Chinese government won't let me back in here um, for the summer because I'll have been to the UK and um, where the coronavirus is just kind of starting at the moment. So um, they'll put me in red. So, yeah, that's the... Well, that's they the won't even let you back in June a, and July? No, they won't. They won't... Um, into, like their borders are just completely closed into people from other countries now uh, yeah. mostly up until the summer really that's what we've been told anyway so yeah and our um, students also are pretty heavily affected in uh, Vietnam and China so in the, in the UK at the moment everyone's a bit unsure as to mm-hmm. what will happen to like, our exams because we sit there in uh, end of May or June and we're moving to online teaching. I don't know um, if everyone's going to be happy about that. I, I really doubt that they will. Um, so I'm just a bit unsure myself mm. being a student what's really going to happen um, over summer in terms of my exams. We're doing online teaching. Um, Same as you, I think, Megan. Yeah, yeah we're doing... Um, we, we not, we, so usually we do progress tests with the kids, things like that, but... Um, not doing any of those anymore and we're just waiting until we're back in the classroom because you can't do tests online there's just you can't do it because people cheat don't they so um i don't know about exams i don't know what it'll be like in the uk um but the best thing they can do is just shut down like universities for the meantime and it um spreading and things like that so i swear it's just it's hard it's hard when things are uncertain because you you know it's it's difficult to try and like make your next move. I can understand that it must be really difficult uh, being at university and you know trying to figure out what's happening with your life and this coronavirus thing. But, um, but yeah, maybe just do a bit more studying. You know, if you get trapped inside, you might really do really well in your exams because you'll just be reading all the time. <laughs> I was curious, oh, Jack. Actually, what uh, what's it? What have you noticed much of a difference generally in the UK? Because I've not really spoken to anyone back home about about like like have you noticed anyone being all mental and being all like all people the other way saying oh no it's a it's a hoax or whatever. I, I don't know because it's been a bit of like uh, it's a juxtaposition I would say. I mean, I go home, Jordan. I went home the weekend and I was kind of expecting everyone where we lived, uh, if I was being honest, to kind of be in panic mode. But it was yeah. quite opposite. I thought well a bit of both really. I mean, my parents, to be honest, I expected them to be pretty, like, uh, also a bit deluded, to be honest. Um, but they weren't. They were, t- they were entirely, like, level-headed. They knew just, like, um, we're up, they're going to basically find that most of the UK is going to be fine. But on the other hand, I've seen people that have been panicking. Um, for example, mm-hmm. the two um, Muslims on my course, um, and they're so on top of, like, all this coronavirus stuff and, um, I wouldn't say they're panicking, but they're always thinking about it. And I think in that sense that they are worrying about it. They're always hand, using the hand sanitizer like pretty regularly. Like um, I've started using it myself, but they use it like for pretty much mm. 
all the time. Um, I don't know. So I'm saying it's hard. To, it's hard for me to really say. I mean, there's no. There's not been any mass panic, but I've seen um, in stores that and, and online as well that other stores have basically um, gone out of stock for like everyday items or even just food. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. so not being in the show that's happened, but obviously people are panicking in that sense that they um, they're stocking up for like the worst case scenario. I find that a bit odd, the grocery thing. That's the one thing I find. Because obviously, like, people should be, like, um, a bit more aware and conscious and stuff. But I find the grocery thing a bit a bit odd. I don't really understand. Um, have you, how do you get groceries when you've been quarantined? Um, we get them delivered. So, like, well, I mean, now I can go out and get them. And these past, these past week or so, or two weeks has been fine. Um, but when we were um, trapped inside or whatever... You just basically then uh, there's like an app and it gets delivered to your apartment complex and then you have to like sign a thing to leave and then pick them up and then go back inside. Um, but when everywhere is temperature checked as well. So like when even now, even now, now there's no new cases here. Um, there's like the like the people in hazmat suits, you know, and then when you go into the grocery thing, they take your temperature and then you go and get your groceries and then you get it checked when you go back out again. Uh, it's just. Just like you know they're just really being really precautionary and stuff but it was crazy when it first came out here because people didn't panic by but like all the chicken and eggs they threw away like you could get no chicken no eggs and hardly any meat just because and fish as well there was no fish here because obviously it originated from the fish market in wuhan and i think the supermarkets just didn't want to take the risk um here so they just got rid of like a lot of the food so it's just like you know cereal and stuff like that and porridge i, I, and I read that, that they, they put in a law about the meat right in china where they're only allowed to sell a certain types of meat now right did you read anything about that yeah yeah so uh no more cat and dog which is good yes finally <laughs> yes my dog's not gonna put in a stir fry that's brilliant this could be... lead, finally yes. yeah yeah <laughs> That's brilliant news. That's see the silver lining. She's do you know what I mean? Like if we look back. Little child, mate. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, mate, they still eat. They still eat every part of the animal here. You know, chicken feet, heart, brain, intestines, all that shit. Like, they, nothing's gonna stop them eating everything. Do you know what I mean? But dogs and cats and rats and. Bats. Oh yeah, because bats was another thing. The bat soup. That I saw the bat eat. soup. Uh, Did you see that video, Jack? Bats. It's disgusting. It's honestly, it's one of the most disgusting things like I've ever seen in my life, and I don't ever want to see again. Bad. And it also the the they carry they carry the virus as well, so it could have probably originated from that. Like might have just not helped as well that being going around. That, that um, video is disgusting. It's one of the worst yeah. things I've ever seen. I know, but do you, I know, but do you know what? Like, you know, because we're, our our culture is so westernized that we only really eat chicken breast and chicken yeah. wings, don't we? And like, you know, the the that cut of the meat. Like, being in Asia for like eight months or whatever now, I am getting more brave with trying things because I just realise it's just the way I've been raised. You know what I mean? Like, I've been raised on like chicken breast and like you know, lamb and roast beef and things like that. I d- I've never eaten intestines or anything like that because I just wouldn't, you know, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, why are you eating that? But um, I've become more brave and I think you just kind of, it's they are doing things right here in terms of not wasting parts of the animal and things like that, so. 
I definitely also agree. Kind of makes you want to turn I think, vegan. yeah. I think like if you're gonna eat a chicken, you might as well eat all the chicken. Or if you're gonna cook a lamb, you might as well cook it all. Yeah. But my point is that bat thing. I just the video. Any, I, oh, just, it's just I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm the same. Like I've seen some. I've I know. Ate some it went weird viral. And brought, but the the bat thing is mm. horrible. You gotta watch it, Jack. It's it's no. deeply disturbing. <laughs> I know. While we're talking about it now, what makes it so? I don't get why it's so horrible. Without just the way they it. suck, they suck, they suck it out. Like they suck the soup out of its mouth, and it just right. It's just like a dead fat. Like uh, yeah, it's like this. It's disgusting. Get Yes, it will. Hundred percent. It's it's yeah, someone just sort of eating a, a soup with with a full bat. It's like I don't know if it's deep fried the or bat, something. Bat. And the wings in it. <sighs> I tell. I just know I that I'm going to. a story for you as well. Oh, go on, go on. So, uh, well, this is not a story. This is actually probably like when I did think I had the coronavirus, and I thought my whole life were going to just go to shit. So uh, basically, when I was in Linghai, so I just got back from Shanghai um, after Chinese New Year. You know, I've been to the bars and stuff with my best mate. Um, and maybe like a couple days later, like four or five days later, I wasn't feeling very well. Like I was just, you know, feeling a bit like lethargic and things like that. And then I was with my mate and I said, you know, I'm feeling really hot. Like I feel really, really hot. And then literally I got this fever, like I was like burning up, like my like body temperature was ridiculously high, right? And I was terrified and I was crying and I was like, I can't go to hospital because they're going to take me away. The government are going to take me away and like never let me come back to the UK. And they're, they're gonna, the government are going to take me and kill me or something. Uh, you know, just being dramatic about it all. And I was like refusing to go um, to, to the hospital. Anyway, and it, it got down to eventually I had to go because my fever was so high, um, and I was like, you know, passing out and all that sort of, all that sort of. Uh, get to the get to the frigging hospital, and they're like, oh no no, buhao buhao, like telling me like, oh you're not good, like you know, go away, get away. And I was like, I was like, no, like please, like help me, like I'm like really like not feeling good. And they were like, coronavirus, coronavirus, and then they literally like put me on a wheelchair, like all these people in like a hazmat suit and like rushed me off into this tent because my temperature was like, you know, way above what it should have been. At this point, I'm crying, like uh, like telling them in Chinese, like I don't have it, like Mayo coronavirus, like it means I don't, I don't have coronavirus or whatever. And they're like just shouting Chinese shit at me and I'm not understanding anything. Uh, and then they took my blood test and everything like that and put me in a room and it was literally like, it was honestly the most horrific experience of my life because they have like a special place where they put all like suspected coronavirus people and like these literally like this old man came in this really fucking old man he must have been like <laughs> going on a hundred easily and he's like I don't know if, I don't know if he was like part deaf or something I don't know what was going on but I was just sat there like feeling like I was gonna die thinking I got the coronavirus because I'd been telling me I got the bloody coronavirus. Uh, and this old man just gets his dick out, like, in front of me. And he's like, <laughs> like, a hundred-year-old man. <laughs> and he just gets it out in front of this doctor. And I was just in the room, like, what is going on, like, right now? And then I was, like, laughing but crying. And I was like, oh, God, like, this, I've just seen a Chinese man's, like, 
dick like what the hell uh and then yeah and then they took my blood test came back they took the old man away i never saw him again so i don't know what happened oh, God. <laughs> i presume doing? he got the coronavirus and <laughs> they got took it. him and his dick away um and then yeah yeah Jeez, Jeez. Oh, what are you going to uh, say? He got... You know, you're talking about... Uh, yeah, I didn't... Go on. No, basically, you know, you're talking about um, basically how you were worried that the Chinese government would take you away. Maybe because of, like, uh, yeah. how authoritarian they can be. I was just wondering, it's kind of going a bit off topic, but, like, what is it like living in China uh, in terms of, like, um, like, in terms of privacy? Like, do you feel as though you are always kind of being watched in some sort of way? And is it also true that they use like no. credit? They use like some sort of credit um, credit system as well. Is that also true? No, no, it's all bu- it's all bullshit. Like you don't, it's nothing like you imagine. Like I, yeah. I feel more free here than I do back home. Like in the UK, I think it's because I knew, know too many people back home, so I'm quite happy to get away and get people, um, you know, out of my business and stuff. But uh, here. You just feel very safe. I wouldn't say you feel like, you know, everyone just like gets on with their own life. Um, in terms of Instagram, Facebook and things like that, you can still use your social media. You just need a, I'm not going to say what you need, but you can Google need. it and you'll find out, cause, you know, <laughs> you know what I need to get on mm-hmm. it. Um, but not that I use one. It's just some people use something to go and access their social media. Um, yes, so... Uh, but yeah, I feel really, really safe here. I don't feel like anyone's in my business or anything. When I first arrived, the police, um, the police are a little bit nosy and they do stop people a lot more often. That's the other thing. So you will get stopped and they'll just say like, Shama Minza, like, Ni Yingulen, like, oh, like, what's your name? You're English. And then you just say like, yeah, I am. And they say, you're like, you live in China. How long do you live here? Like, you just the general questions and stuff, and then you just are on your way. So, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't. And you can, like, leave your iPhone. You could just leave your iPhone, like, on a bench and forget it and come back six hours later and it would be there. Like, that's how safe it is here. Like, you can go for a walk at, like, 4 a.m. and not worry about getting stabbed or anything like that. So, yeah, it's really safe. That's pretty crazy though, uh, this is quite a random thing to say, but one of my friends is Chinese and he was telling me uh, about mm-hmm. like, how you know, about his safety thing. It's quite a random thing to just say, but mm. saying that they have a law in China that if you stab mm. like just above, just below the liver, I think it is, maybe, or your kidneys, like you don't get any charge for it. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but this is what his Chinese guys told me. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's... There's a few, there's a few weird things. I just thought it was pretty crazy how... Like, a lot of the time, you know, like, car accidents, do you know what I mean? Like, people who, like, obviously, you know what a car accident is, that were a bit stupid. Um, But, like, I've seen it a couple of times. (laughs) I've seen it a couple of times where, like, literally, uh, people, well, I'm not, you know, I've not seen it, I've heard of it, or I've seen it, videos going around or whatever, where uh, people will just like hit people off their bike and then like literally or like crash into someone's car and just drive away like just pretend it didn't happen and like reverse and drive away like nothing happened no insurance no nothing just like even if they nearly killed someone they won't stop they'll just leave them on the side of the road and drive away like there's no sort of insurance policies in terms of like you know 
that sort of thing. Um, and also, if I do anything bad here in China, uh, I can't do anything bad in terms of, like, you know, the little fights you might get into at uni, you know, if you have a scrap after, like, an out or whatever, you usually don't get arrested and it's fine. Uh, if I if I got into a fight or something like that, or then I would get taken, like, you'd not hear from me again. So they're great, the government, and I love it and everything, but you just don't want to get on the radio here. Keep, keep your business to yourself and things like that as well. So It's quite weird how, yeah. uh, how like, it's kind of, like, a bit ironic, I think, how you feel so safe, but at the same time, you know that there's all these rules in place and you don't really have more freedom, but you feel as though you do, um, which I think is quite like, crazy. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I've not been to China. Yeah. So I can't say. I'd like to go it, someday. I mean, it's taken it's taken me, honestly, it's taken me like five or six months now. I'm, I've only been here seven months, but it's literally ta- taken me up to really now, kind of, just to get, get used to it all and, like, um now I can speak a bit of the language things is things are it's much easier now I can speak a bit bit of Chinese and now I understand what's going on because when when I first arrived I was like oh god why are people just shouting at me and everything just sounded like like it didn't sound like anything it just sounded like a really weird I don't know it just didn't sound like anything to me at all which was really weird um so yeah it, it and I was really scared of China because I was like oh god I've heard all these stories about this and that, and da, da, da. And the police are very strict. It do, it is it is dependent on sort of the province in where you, where you are. So, for example, Beijing is uh, renowned for their sort of um, police there and how strict they are and things like that. Uh, there's certain places where it's a bit more relaxed and things like Ningbo's quite westernized, so it's quite relaxed here. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think I think it's just kind of what you're told back home. Do you know, what I mean, we're yeah. we're told to be scared of China, and and we're told to we're told that it's this horrible place and this that the other. But when you come here, it's completely different. Do you know, what I mean, the Chinese people are so so kind and always smiley and always you know wanting to say hello, like how are you, like good morning. It's nothing like back home. So the, even if it is you know a bit a bit messed up in terms of like the sort of this the way the state runs things like there's nothing wrong with the country and the people really you know so that's also you know opinionated in my view on it because i've been here, here for yeah, it makes sense i so. i also said the same like in the earlier podcast that you are right like in england especially in my family mm-hmm. when, I, when i just went to vietnam they were like always thinking worst case scenario they were like oh don't trust anyone you might get kidnapped you might get mugged and i went there I had the same mindset as you before I went there. I was like, I'm not going to listen to, to these people. I've not been there yet. And I feel as though until you go to mm. yourself. That's why I've been asking questions. I've not been to China. And until I go there, I can mm. go off what I hear, I guess. But I, I don't necessarily believe it. Mm-hmm. But you being, you living in China, mm-hmm. it's like the perfect um, opportunity to ask and find out because mm-hmm. I've not been there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and when you go yeah. to a new place, yeah, I think you know, it's like you've got a place to promise. stay too. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh, you've, have you've got loads of room in my apartment. You know, you can you feel free to come to Ningbo, and I'll I'll uh, I'll show you around. So, uh, you've always got a place to stay if you want to come visit China. I can 
I can show you around the cool bits and stuff. Um, but yes, I would say, um, yeah, the, it's the same with the coronavirus, the same with the coronavirus and the same um, everything. We're all at home most of the time. We're all scared of the fear of the unknown. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what it is. Like, people are scared of the things that they don't know. And the problem is in the UK, the same with everything most of the time is, you know, people... Un- and I'm not, I know this might be a bit wrong to say, but the thing, the problem is it's uneducated people. So we're not educating people on what the coronavirus is and what the circumstances and what's happening in China. We're just telling people, you know, oh God, it's this deadly virus and you're all going to die. And like, you know, this, that and the other. No one's, no one who's educated particularly, like the doctors, I've not seen, I've not seen any doctors in the UK being on the news like, well, this is the circumstance and da, 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 and this is what you need to do. And it's just been all like BBC News, like deadly virus. Do you know what I'm, does that make any sense, what I'm saying? Or Yeah, of course it does. Or not. Uh, but I think it, they've I just know, got I, They've just got the wrong take on it. I feel as though it kind of maybe is some sort of educational issue, but it's also a matter of mm. what people choose to believe and why. And yeah. I, I just don't think you should just believe everything you see. I would say that I'm naturally just a sceptical person in some sense. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm just on the news at the minute. It's just all this. But if you just read the articles themselves, they're really like, I wish I could remember one that I saw the other day, but it's like a very irrelevant thing. So it could just be like one more case that has been found like somewhere else. And to me, um, mm. that's really like big news. You know and I mean, we already know that we've got it in the country and what what's the point in... Um, putting more articles online and producing more fear. Well, also, I don't, and I don't understand why people are not talking about like hunger or something that's like a real issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are we not talking about like the rate of homelessness in the UK and how that's going up every single day and like the housing prices for students at university? Talk about something that's like, like <laughs> yeah, pressing issue. Dude, do you know what I mean? Like, like the only reason they're talking about the coronavirus is to cover up most of the time, is to cover up something else that's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, the government, you know, our economy is going to shit and Brexit's happened and people have forgot about that. So let's tell everyone about this deadly coronavirus to distract them so we can sort all this thing that's going out. That's the way I see it anyway, is, you know, we've all seemed to have forgot about Brexit and all that shit that's going down in the background <laughs> because the corona is happening so oh it's fine your politics have gone shit but you've got toilet roll I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you've got toilet roll even though we've left the eu at least you've still got toilet roll if we'd have been in the eu we could have imported loads of toilet roll from europe fuck's sake yeah i think that's brilliant i think uh yeah uh, that's fuck it i couldn't have said it better that's brilliant and then oh, just get a bidet as well like honestly if, you, if you're struggling for toilet yeah, roll no. all you need is a you used to like a little gun thing, attach it to your, to your pipe, <laughs> get the pressure up. You don't need toilet rolls, whatever Megan might say. I just think you can drip dry. It's quite nice, actually. Sometimes I don't, if I'm not even using the toilet, I'll just go for a, yeah. go for a bidet, uh, bidet <laughs> scooper, just, just to pass the time. Um, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, our I connection's think that's, up. And, that's what did you say? Go on. That's just definitely say, a men thing, though, that. That's definitely oh, yeah. more of a boys' issue. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> speak for himself, 
Oh, well, maybe it's just me. Oh, um, our connection's been uh, not amazing, so I reckon we should probably end, end, end mm-hmm. it there. But I feel like we should, what to summarise, mm. what would any advice be? My, my advice would be use a bidet, right? Wash your hands and <laughs> don't, don't, don't just... I, yeah. Don't read all the. I don't know. Like, don't just, just don't, don't go mental. Just calm. Just relax. And don't fly anywhere. Just like yeah. if you're trying to travel, just postpone. Like I wanted to go traveling for a bit. Yeah. I love travel, but just wait. Just wait. It's not a good time because yes. you might end up getting quarantined. Like you might end up getting my housemate. Yeah, you the don't, don't want to do it. Short. Manila got locked down. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Just stay, stay put and just chill. It's all gonna be fine. Uh, any other last oh, advice? Hundred percent. Wear masks. If you can, if you can wear a mask, please wear a mask and stay off Tinder because you don't know who is who and where they've been. Is <laughs> is my motherly advice? Stay off that, stay off that vicious dating app for now. Is also so what but I would say. Inside, wear your babe. mask. She's stuck inside. No, all day. no, don't do it. Don't do no? it. You don't, don't know. You don't know who's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rock you, Jack. Wear your mask. So my advice is just plain and simple, really. Just just be sensible in it, and just don't believe everything you see on the news in terms of uh, causing panic. Uh, and just follow the just follow yeah. the rules, I guess. Just don't just don't do anything that you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, let's look after the yes. elderly. Let's the elderly. elderly. Yeah, educate yourselves. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stop stop the record. I mean, we can keep chatting, but I feel like we should stop the recording because connection's not been amazing. But it's pretty. I think it's, I think it's been very informative, mm-hmm. very passionate, very highly mm-hmm. fueled. A lot of talk about toilet roll um, <laughs> and other things. So thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Megan. Thanks for joining us and chatting. Anytime, mate. Anytime. Anything from you, Jack? Enjoying your drink there. I'm enjoying my drink. I'm just gonna say like. <laughs> Anyone's got to this point again in the podcast, just like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, pleasure having Megan on. Thanks again for coming on, and yeah, uh, we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you say goodbye in Chinese? Zaidian. 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 Aldi is hosting a national hiring week from September 20th to 24th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means Aldi has more opportunities for people like you to join us in our stores and warehouses across the country. During our national hiring week, qualified candidates may interview and be hired on the same day, and you'll benefit from our newly increased wages. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. 
But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.